What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, King Germ, one half of Pod and Saved Our Marriage. Each and every Friday, Queen Germ and myself drop an episode to show the people how Pod and Saved Our Marriage. Now, we're not like most married couples. Most of the time, we disagree, but that's the beauty of the show. So, when you get through listening to Sparrows on the Review, come give us a listen. Each and every Friday, on any DSP, go look for Pod and Saved Our Marriage. Hey everybody, this is JR from West Virginia and Commonplace. I apologize about the mix-up with today's episode of Criminal Minds. It was doing all this extra echo and blah, blah, blah. But Stacy and I decided that we're going to grace y'all with an amazing episode about Tina Turner and a movie star and Angela Bassett. What's love got to do with it? Please let me know what you think about it. Please follow us, subscribe to us, check us out on the TikTok channel, check us out everywhere. And once again, I apologize for... A bad episode it happens sometimes but i just couldn't get that episode right i can't get right sometimes so all the blame is on me so once again thank you for tuning in today it's me jr and stacy and we are here with a special review we went back in time we went back into the 90s and we found a great great movie stacy could you tell us what it is it is what's love got to do with it and this movie is a tina turner uh biop or we'll just call it a Tina Turner fiction. Um, there was quite a few different things in, in this movie uh, that were, I guess, real and then certain things that were not real. But we're here to talk about a little bit of everything. Right. I like. I liked it uh, overall. Um, obviously, if it's something you haven't listened to or watched or listened to, whatever, um, you should probably go back and give it a give it a look over because it has Angela Bassett in it and she's she's pretty good. Yeah, and it has Lawrence Fishburne of Neo fame, of uh, all kinds of movies, Boys in the Hood. Um, it, it has a, a great ensemble in this movie. A lot of people that go on to be television stars for some strange reason later mm-hmm. on in life now, uh, especially Angela Bassett on Nine One One. Yes. And um, Lawrence Fishburne is on was on Blackish, and you know everybody knows him as Neo from the Matrix movie. So he's got a strong following there, and he has a bunch of array of other movies. So, um, digging deep into this movie, uh, it tells the story of Tina Turner at a young age. And uh, inside this story, there's a few things that are uh, misrepresented in the, in the movie. Right. So, so starting first off, um, you, you kind of get confused on it. Like, all of a sudden, she's at a church. And, of course, you know, she's not listening. She's not paying no attention. She's doing what she wants to do. So, right there, it kind of makes her look like, oh, hey, I'm... I'm uh, kind of strong-headed and I'm going to do what I want. So it makes her kind of in the future be like, oh, you know, I'm not going to listen to anybody. A little bit defiant. Right, right. And then all of a sudden she's going home and her mom is leaving with no explanation why. So I pulled up the Wikipedia as we're watching the movie here and I'm just like, why did why did her mom leave? Like, what happened there? And, you know, what's going on with her dad? Was she, was she with him? What's, you know... And then from there, it's crazy. As soon as the mom and dad leave, her and her grandmother get on a horse. And the next thing you know, she's on a 1950 Greyhound going to St. Louis. Right. She's 16 years old and um, going to um, her sister and her mom. So we need to jump back to what you read on Wikipedia compared to what is in the movie. Because obviously we're not interviewing her or anybody related so the only thing that we can compare is the movie to what we read on Wikipedia. So in Wikipedia, 
it was at the age of 11 when her mom stepped away from her father for the final time and actually left her, I believe, with her two sisters with grandma, which would be her dad's parents' yes. side. And then her, one of her sisters, I read, died in a car accident. And then it skips around a little bit more. So it does kind of jump to where um, when the grandma dies, she does go back to live with her mother and her other sister. And um, next thing you know, they end up in a, a jeep joint in a club. And they're playing some uh, 1950s rock and roll and blues. We'll just call it like a Memphis blues type sound. Right. Real catchy. Lawrence Fishburne is in here in this movie. He's actually singing his parts. And uh, if you don't know from the get-go, Tina Turner singing the parts that Angela Bassett is in. Um, so, so to me, where I know the sound, it was like, wow, she did a good job lip-syncing. Right, right, she did. She did a very good job. And this, this whole movie, I know it's a lot to explain. It's just very fast-paced. Like, the first night she was in there, it's like, ooh, I'm in love, all of a sudden. And then it's just like everything happens real fast. Yeah, the second night she's on stage right, singing. the second night she's on stage singing. And it goes from there. Five minutes later, she's living in, <laughs> she, she's in a bedroom, almost about to get killed. and Right. And that's another thing we I want to go over. Uh, I think we read that she had... A child with the saxophone player that was in the band so her first child was not with Ike, Ike Turner. Turner it was with the saxophone player and kind of Ike's girlfriend at the time went a little crazy on her and accused it of being Ike's baby and ended up shooting herself instead of Tina yeah and inside the movie it's dramatized a little different right right yeah. but you know, I, that's that's what I read on Wikipedia, that that really did happen. But in the movie, it shows before she even has the first kid, um, the lady comes in and does, does shoot herself in the movie. It's just everything is made to seem like, I don't know, a little different. Yeah, and, and a lot of times you find that dramatized like that for movies because you got to put a quick spin on things. But like like uh, Stacey's saying, it's a lot of things inside this movie that move really, really fast compared to life. And, it, and some of the life elements do seem like they would have been a good pitch inside of here right. because you would get more of the, the scandalous por portions of this story because Tina is painted in a very good light in this movie. Right. And if you tie everything <laughs> together, you know... The infidelity on Ike's part with her right. in real life show should show up in this movie so that it shows the pattern of who Ike is. Because Ike comes off in the very beginning as a nice, charming person. Right. You know, he sets up a... It's a scene that kind of got me. And I was like, man, this is a little trick he's doing. He had the piano and everything playing. And Tina comes over there and he tells Tina, he's like, it's a little too late to be going home. That's my eternal voice. Uh, or Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> it's a little too late to be going home. So I set you up a room right here. Um, in the back, you can go on there to sleep. And that leads up to the shooting. Right. With the other female. I'm I, sorry, I'm not good with remembering names. I'll Lorraine? Just, Lorraine, yeah, Lorraine. Just like Ohio. It's a Lorraine Ohio <laughs> out there. Uh, shout out to Ohio. So, um, in, inside of this, like, he he's a very charming person. 
But it seems in this whole night of things that happen, and I'm sorry that I'm emphasizing just this one part of the movie, but in this whole night, his horns come out. Because as soon as he gets back from Lorraine, you know, Lorraine's been shot, she's going to be stable, blah, blah, blah. She's going through some stuff in the movie. He comes back and he gets consoled by Tina. Tina consoles him, and the next thing you know, that starts their illustrious relationship or we won't say illustrious, right. it starts there, the beginning of their relationship. Right. Because from the movie, it makes you think that that's the night that she got pregnant. Right. And had their first child. Which in turn which, is Which not, is not what happened. Not at all. There, no. And then further when you get in the movie, you you hear this, the, the influence of the rock in the 60s. And the story gets hardened between 1970 to like 1976. That's when, because in the early 60s, they had uh, a few hits. They had the Rolling on the River and different things like that. But when the 70s rolled around, that's when they, the early 70s, they hit a different plateau. They were more prolific then. And uh, Ike's drug use, which is documented, uh, cocaine was his drug of choice, uh, got more and more uh, heavy. And the one thing that's not depicted in the movie is uh, there's a stance that... uh, Ike, at the very beginning of his career, did not do drugs. Uh, an incident happened in Las Vegas. He was with two famous people, which we cannot name because it, it's a, it's unsighted on Wikipedia, but they claim that it was two really famous people. Uh, introduced him to cocaine, and that's where he got hooked. Mm. And uh, mind you, the thing that this movie doesn't do for Ike Turner, it doesn't paint the picture of a man that has gotten Grammys. He's won awards for his contributions, and he's considered one of the pioneers of blues rock. Right, it kind of paints the picture of, hey, I'm in this bar, I meet this woman, I make her famous, I do drugs, beat her, and that's all I do with my life. Right. In the movie, we don't want to animate the violence or anything that happens in this movie, but there's a backhand. Right. His backhand, the way that they make you feel, when he hits you with the backhand, it feels like you do a flip, you go six feet from his backhand. Right. And that's about like a tennis player's backhand. Right. And, um, you know, Tina, at all points in this movie and even in real life, was physically fit. And Angela Bassett, I mean, she was in the shape of almost a bodybuilder. Right. And it's like each time you've seen her on screen, her muscles were more defined. And then it's like, dang. Yeah, it's like, what's going on here? What kind of steroids is she on? (laughs) No, no, no. I don't think that. I think that that's kind of them portraying in the movie that the further she goes on with the relationship, the stronger she gets. So, and that'll kind of lead towards the last fight that they show in the the video. So, you know, there are, might be some triggers in in the movie. So, if there's ever any violence or you know, sexual assault that might trigger you, you know, be, be careful watching it. Have somebody else watch it for you first. But, you know, there is there is some stuff in there that, you know, you need a little heads up on. And, and especially in today's society, because back then in the 90s, I think we were a little bit more less censored on things. Right. And, I mean, it, it, this movie is very graphical. Yes. And um, it's some instances like uh, the final fight, I won't go into too much detail, but, I mean, uh, it's been out long enough. We can. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ike is doing his thing, and he hits her with the trademark pimp slap. Or they're, the Ike, they're Ike Turner. in the vehicle, yeah. They're in the limousine. And then what does Tina Next do? Next thing you know, she's just right on him. Like, I feel like that was her breaking point. She has taken enough, and she's like, I'm going to stand up for myself right now. 
and she takes the the heel of her shoe and hits him in his testicles, and he goes yeah. back over. Yeah. And next thing you know, she hits him with a Tina Hard right. Right. And they get to the hotel, which we don't know what luxury hotel they were in, but they were both bloodied up, and right. it looked like someone put had did a number to him. Right. And yeah, I figured where he was so doped up, he didn't even care because he's yelling at people. And um, then that's when something happens in the movie. Um, they go upstairs. He falls asleep on the couch. She gets, she goes into the bathroom in the movie. And I think it just hits her. Like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to put up with this. I'm I'm ready to, to go away. And she just starts running across the highway. And it's it like, it makes you wonder, like, one, what? why did it take so long? Two, I'm proud of you for finally walking away. I'm probably, I'm, I'm proud of you for for being strong enough to be able to make that decision. No judgment for staying as long as you did, you know, because everybody's everybody's different. They, you know, they heal and learn from, from mistakes, you know. Circumstances and situations. Right. Ex- exactly. So then she runs across to another hotel and introduces herself. Yeah, the Ramada, the Ramada Inn. <laughs> and asks for the manager and introduces herself. And... 36 cent and a mobile card, yes. which is a gas card at that time. And um, next thing you know, she's doing a little, looks like a little Las Vegas review. She's doing like some different songs. She she goes to court with like, she doesn't want anything. Right. She, she, she wants wa- her name. Just wants her name, Tina Turner. And then she walks away from that. And she goes on to record probably the best music of her life. But in between that, she's doing like a little cabaret thing where she's doing covers of other songs. And then 70s fusion. Um, a lot of uh, the other communities are out there watching her and right. things and dressing up like her. And, you know, they're all having a good time um, at the show. And then she meets some type of uh, agent. Right. And next thing you know, uh, our movie's starting to get to a close. Right. And then it wraps up um, just as quick as it started. I mean, here's everything. We're done. It tells a little bit of the backstory and all that stuff. And kind of his problems, just a few seconds worth. And that's about it. Yeah, and then it's completely done. It's The movie is somewhat satisfying in this day and age in 2021 um she actually has another buy up out that we'll watch at some point yes um and basically we get to you know right now you you know or at that point in life you had a story it was open and closed um sadly um no matter who passes away ike turner passed away in 2007 he could never get over his demons and uh cocaine you know stayed with him throughout his career um, they said, um, I read that he got clean for a while and just relapsed and never a couple came. years later it, you know. Took his life. It took his life. It led up to complications, his, his yeah. demise. Yeah. Complications and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think I read that he actually died of a cocaine overdose. It was some type of medicine that was used to treat, um, bipolar disorder. Seroquel. Our bipolar disorder, yeah, Alzheimer's, and schizophrenia. I believe it was Seroquel that they okay. said um, when I looked in the Wikipedia. Right. So um, the the take on this movie for my part is this is something that it's kind of good to go back and watch. So, yeah, there's so many qualities in movies that you can watch, but this one hits key points here. Um, it tells a story about someone that's famous. Um, there is some fiction in there, but it does a great part of telling the story of Tina. It tells you... What's love got to do with it? Right. And this is based off of her, I, is it a... Um, a song. 
No, not a song. Did she, she wrote a book or a book wrote about yeah, her or Tina. something like it? Yes. So it was based off of that. And I know that a lot of it has to be adjusted, obviously. It's for, you know, you got to have the entertainment purposes. But I think a few things that we could have added in there. Like, let us know a little more what's going on. I think I say that in every movie that we watch is, let, let, give me a little bit more of the backstory. Yeah, because essentially one thing that I wouldn't want to touch on is that I want to know about the full breakdown. Because, you know, as a human, we don't know someone's breaking point. Right. You never get that illustration. I don't care what I hear. They're like, oh, one day I just looked in the mirror and everything made sense. I really wanted to know what happened to Tina in this, and I'm not saying this in a rude way, but inside this one beating that changed everything. Right. And that's the only part of this movie that I have to give it a thumbs down on because it does not tell you that. Right. And it it did show, um, we kind of missed this part. Um, she did try to leave once in the movie. I don't know whether she tried to leave in real life or what happened, but she grabbed all four of the kids, two biologically hers, two that were not hers, but she helped raise them. Um, because it's, it's depicted in the movie that Lorraine dropped the kids off on Ike and Tina's doorstep and says, you want to be a father? Here you go. And kind of like leaves. So here you go. All of a sudden Tina's a mother to four kids and she just packs them up and gets on a bus and he finds her. Yeah. Quick too. Yeah. All with the aid of her mother. That's one person that we didn't talk about in this. But we don't know if that her mother said anything because I don't. Was that her mother that answered the phone? Yes, because okay. I bought her mother a house. That was one thing that was okay. inside of it. Yes. Okay. So, you know, at certain points, I'd have to say that there was some loyalty to, to right. Ike there. Because if he's funding your lifestyle, you're going to kind of be nice to someone that's paying your bills. Right, 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 right. So, what's your take on this whole movie overall, Stacey? Um, I think overall, if I wouldn't have, you know, started reading Wikipedia as we're watching it, it, it was an overall good movie. Um, it was well casted. Um, I don't know if anybody could have done it better than Angela Bassett. I mean, you know. Um, I didn't know a whole lot of the other actors, though. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think she's the only one that I know. But I think it was overall a good movie. Yeah, and that's my take on it, too, that it was overall a good movie. Just the one, that one mental aspect that if we could go back and just get it. So, like with every other movie that we watch, right. I just need that backstory. I need that strong story. And even in the text that we read, we didn't know why that last breakdown. Right. And maybe I'll have to go read I, Tina, or I'll have to watch the new biop and I might get... Right. It might, it might help. Like, what made... Like, if I'm sitting here, if I'm going through the same thing, maybe I need that little bit of help. So, what, what strength do I need to get out of a relationship like that? Like, how, how did you do it? Like, teach me what you did. Kind of situation like that. Right. And that's ultimately what should have been told. Right. Right. And, you know, that's that's not a cry for help. You know, I'm healthy, very healthy, very happy with my relationship. <laughs> and me too. Me too. Except at nighttime. I, I get hit in my, in the, my sleep. <laughs> but overall, I want to thank you uh, for joining me once again for one of these amazing movie reviews. I am JR. And I'm Stacy. It can be hard to teach your kids about how their emotions can affect their actions and attitudes. Sometimes it is the smallest thing that can make us angry and react in unkind ways. What Should Dragon Do follows Dragon and her two roommates as they navigate the everyday irritations of living together. 
Dragon responds in anger when things don't always go her way. Through question and answer, kids learn how to choose patience and kindness and how to make better choices. Written by Stephanie Webb with beautiful and colorful illustrations by KidsArt, What Should Dragon Do will make you laugh as you read about Dragon and her adventures with her friends. What Should Dragon Do can be ordered online through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Chapters Indigo, or directly from the publisher at freesandpress.com. It is also available as an audiobook on Audible.